0: Uh, there was one of these memes, and it was like for Enneagram threes, and it's uh, just so you know. Anytime we're on Zoom or Facetime, I'm staring at myself the whole time, not you. That's funny. <laughs> Cause that's true. Okay, are I you think ready? It's
1: a lot of people.
0: I know it is. Yeah. It is a lot of people. It is truly. You can't help it. I mean, it's like because if I'm looking at you, I'm not looking at anything. I'm I know, and this, it's
1: awkward. Yeah. It's like,
0: but then if okay. I'm looking, yeah, anyway. But actually, once we start talking, I do look at you. Isn't that funny?
1: Like, before Well, I look at you here. I don't look at right. you like there. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I look down, like in this corner yeah, way over here. But anyway. Okay, we ready? <clears throat> yeah. Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness.
1: But we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones.
0: I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is
1: Joneser Size.
0: Hi, and welcome back to Joneser Size. This whoop. is a yes, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> raise the roof. Raise, raise the um, roof. This is a very special cross-training episode of exercise and we're flattered that you chose to join us today or this morning or tonight or whenever you're listening to us. Um, even if you haven't read our book that we're cross-training today called Summit Up by Pat Summit, um, hang around. We think that you'll still enjoy it because we're not talking about just the book, but just kind of Pat Summit in general. Um, but before we jump in, let's... Warm up. So Haley, do you want to kick us off with a little warm
1: up? Yeah, my, okay. my warm up is literally not necessarily what I'm warming up to, but um, I watch this on the cardio machines in the morning, so I'm warming yeah. up my day, I guess. but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, I don't know. First of all, let's just backtrack. Hulu, I am obsessed with it because yes. I can watch shows without commercials. And I only just learned this a couple months ago and it's literally changed my life. Okay. It's so right. I just want to say that. Thank you, Hulu. But number two, the voice is on and I'm not a huge voice fan, but what I like about the voice is the judge, um, like the blind auditions and the judge banter.
0: Okay. Now tell me, remind me who, who are the judges? This so right season? now
1: it's Blake Shelton, who I think is hysterical. Um, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend and Ariana Grande. Oh, uh. and I, I, I won't watch it once they get chosen and then they start teaming off. But the, the whole blind audition thing, I don't care about the s- stories of the people singing. I don't care any about any of that. <laughs> Okay, wait. I literally hear them sing and listen to the judges like debate and who wins. And then I fast forward to the next one. <laughs>
0: okay, now um, tell me, why is, is Adam he- Levine not on?
1: He's not been on for a while. Oh, that makes me sad in my heart. I was, like Adam too Levine. Much. I feel like that's like, if you're committing to that.
0: Well, but Kelly Clarkson has a television, a sitcom, like a, what is it called? A talk show.
1: Doesn't she? I don't know if it's still running. I'm not. I like Kelly Clarkson. I think she is probably one of the most talented people I've ever seen live in performance. Yeah. Like she is literally amazing. She's like an entertainer. But her as a, well, no, her gift of voice and music. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 She's like good. you,
1: no matter what you hear, like through radio or anything, She is freaking insane. Like what she can do vocally and how she does music or whatever is insane. But I am her. I cannot get past. Okay. This is super judgy. Okay. Okay. Her styling. What is she wearing? I cannot get past it. I feel like whoever is styling her does her a disservice with every outfit. I cannot. I'm like, Every freaking, it's like, I can't get past what she's well, wearing.
0: Well, anytime we see her, like anytime, like on her talk, I've only seen her on her talk show a couple of times that like when she was filling in for Ellen or whatever, but I'm telling you yes. this, but we've seen her singing, you know, at the Grammys or whatever. And every time we do, Chris always says, whoever her stylist is hates her. I mean, it's like, who
1: puts her in those clothes? Well, and I know, so she must have a very like different taste. But I'm just like, which is fine. But and this is, I feel bad. I feel like I'm knocking like a woman down because she. I think she's like doing great. But it's the same with the freaking Bachelor, the Bachelorette this past season. Whoever was styling her or, or oh, advising her, Katie, it's not good. No, it's like, can't you see? Like right now, I feel like she's wearing like a dollar bill dress, but it's just not flattering. It doesn't. It's not good. The colors aren't good. The nothing. I'm just like, who what's a, that?
0: what's a dollar bill dress? You'll see, go look at it.
1: I'm just saying it looks, all I can see is it seems like she's wearing a dollar bill. Like on the voice. Yes. Literally the pattern. It looks like a dollar bill. Okay. But not like in a good way. It looks, and I'm not saying like cheap. I'm saying it literally looks like a dollar bill printed on her outfit. That's funny. Like the coloring. I'm like, what? It is not good. I'm like, who picked that? And then even on commercials, I'll see her on. I'm like, she needs a new stylist.
0: Yeah.
1: Me out there looking like that. No,
0: no. She, she has looked decent sometimes, but typically not. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. So
1: my. Anyways, that's up, a weird warm up. I no, guess. it's I not. Bash Kelly. I do think she's super talented.
0: By the I way. do too. I do too. I won't have to look up her dollar bill dress though. I, I'm just gonna have to see what she looks like. Yeah. Um, like right now, currently on the voice. Um. Okay. So you know how like Facebook and Instagram and like I have um since I have like a Google account or whatever, like all my photos back up to like my Google account. Yes. And. Um, you know they're they're so kind and nice and they give me photo memories like this time 3 years ago mm-hmm. and this time 9 years ago and you know today blah blah blah. I mean, and normally I really like them but lately I have just you know how like you get lost in like TikTok or Instagram
1: reels like and yes. it's just That's what Speak happens for yourself, Mandy. Speak for yourself. I'm not the one that's sending you TikToks at 1 a.m. That's not me. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Seriously,
0: it's like a time suck. And so it's like, I'm literally on, like, it will say this, this was happening four years ago or whatever. And I look and then I find myself just like, looking through all of the pictures and being one of those sappy moms. That is so sad that time has marched on and my children now just want to leave me instead of stay here. And so, um,
1: well, we're glad for that. We're we're glad.
0: Yes, we are glad for that.
1: We are a lot of kiddos their age that don't want to do that.
0: Yes, that is true. No. And I am glad (laughs) I am glad that's what we've raised them to do. But I know. I
1: don't know. Well, and I don't so, know because I'm not a mom, but I can imagine that would be like very hard. Yeah.
0: And it, and so anyway, it's very sweet. And today is my nephew Mason's um 11th birthday. And so I can't believe it because he's like, he's the baby. And then tomorrow is my niece, my only niece, Mackenzie's 18th birthday. mmm and I mean, she's not even my daughter. And yesterday I was laying there. I was not relaxing during relaxation during, after my body flow class. And I was kind of just going through my calendar and, and the 30th popped. you know, I'm like looking and it, it just hit me. I'm like, she's going to be 18. And so I got like tears in my eyes. I'm like all emotional. Cause I just am like, oh my gosh, how is this even possible that they're just so big? Anyway, so. Um. So it's just so. So thank you. Uh. On this day, <laughs> messages that I get from from Google and Facebook and Instagram and all of that. So
1: I feel like all we've done right now these past five minutes is spew depression.
0: I know. No, we're not depressed. We're not depressed. We're we are. It. Is, I'm so glad that my kids are thriving.
1: I mean, even me in the bad outfits. I'm oh, like, we, we got to pep this up. We, we got to gotta
0: we gotta pep, pep this, this up. up. Well, I'll tell uh, you what would pep it up is Pat Summitt. Right. She oh, would my pep gosh. it up. Holy crap. Okay. So let's uh, move into um, yeah. to this book. So I, I was actually thinking back. I think I said this the last episode that most of our books we've not loved. But I will say I've, I, I, I loved Living with a Seal. Yes.
1: Um.
0: And I loved, um, the, um, what was the one about the Astra or the NASA mathematician? Oh, um, hidden figures. Yeah. I liked okay.
1: that. And I liked educated
0: and I liked educated. And so really, so actually, you know what, Haley, our it's, we're actually not doing that bad. I think it was just, we just had two not great ones in a row, but we came back yeah, strong right. with Pat Summit. Um, sum it up y'all. Okay. So in case you don't know, in case you have lived under some type of rock or uh, you are just so anti every kind of sport available. Let me just give you a little glimpse of who Pat Summon is. So she during her career, she had 1,098 wins, the most in college basketball history at the time of her retirement. Now, I'm not sure if someone has surpassed her, but um, when she retired, it was the most wins in college basketball history, not, not women's basketball, just collegiate basketball. Um, she was the head coach of the University of Tennessee um, from 1974. She took the job when she was 21 Twenty-one years old, took the head coaching position in the University mm-hmm. of Tennessee, and she was there until 2012 when she retired due to her Alzheimer's diagnosis. Um, she won eight uh, division, or I mean, I'm sorry, eight NCAA championships in 87, 89, 91, 96, 97, 98, 2007, 2008. I mean, it sounds like Michael Jordan to me, right? Essentially, yes. I mean, I'm telling you what, she's she
1: is super impressed. She's number
0: four now. Oh, is she? Okay, she's number four
1: you know now. Who's above her? Who? Gino. Oh, well, or that's Yukon.
0: Well, if she if she was st- if she had I coached know. for longer, she would have be, she would have had more. I know. I know. yeah, anyway, anyway, Gino of Yukon. That's okay. Uh, no, that's good. That's what we needed to know. Um, okay. So what is your relationship with the lady balls? Like, do you have, you know what I mean? Like, what's your, you know, do you have, like, did you grow up watching them? Do you, do you know any lady balls? Like, have you ever met Pat summit? Like anything like that?
1: Um, no, I don't think I met Pat. I don't think so. Okay. And I think I'd been to, I've only been to just a couple lady balls games. Um, okay. actually, well, I guess more lady balls games than the men's basketball yeah. I've been to. Um, but I, it was just one of those, like, I knew up pet summit, you know, that she was amazing.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: and then I had a friend, I studied abroad and she was like a huge, my roommate was a huge, huge basketball fan. And, So we, um, like, we were coming, like, we were in London, okay? And she was coming from Missouri. And you, so you can't, it's not like you can bring a bunch of books and stuff. (laughs) And she brought all, like, Pat Summit books. Oh, that's funny. Have you read any others? I haven't either. But she, I don't, I don't know what, what that was 2000 and 2005? Oh, um, so! I don't know what all there was, but like that's what she brought with her. Is like that's crazy. She was like hardcore, and she because I was from Knoxville, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, ma!" (laughs) That's funny. Um, So she wasn't even from Knoxville. No, she's from Missouri.
0: Oh, I thought you were just saying she was coming from Missouri, but she literally lived in Missouri, and she was that much. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, so I grew up watching the Lady Balls. My nana and Papa loved the Lady Balls, and so that, so I you know, that was part of the, my papa was a big Vols fan in general, but he loved the lady Vols yeah. and he loved her. Um, especially now finding out about her childhood, about being raised on a farm and mm-hmm. the generosity of her dad and that kind of thing. I have to think that probably my grandparents knew that because my grandparents were super similar in that way. In like the hard, you know, like the hard work on a farm. Now my grandfather was not didn't have the personality of Pat's dad, but just hard worker, like super generous, kind of kept the community going with loans and generosity and all of that. So I definitely saw my grandfather, um, a through line that way, um, which was, which was neat. Um, and then also the, when I was in high school, the lady rebels basketball coach, she, played on Coach Summit's first team and she's in the book. So Sus- Sus- oh, Su- cool. um Suzanne Barbary, she brings she she talks about her. Um she was the one that she said that she sh- that showed up to practice or straight up to trouts with her Daisy Dukes on. Do you remember that oh, part?
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: that so that's Coach Singleton. So she coached at Maryville High School forever and was super like uber, uber successful. And then she also was Colton's AAU um, basketball coach um up until like he, up until this past year. Um, so Absolutely. she, and she loves coach summit. Like, like she, you can't even say her name without her just exuding. I mean, cause obviously when you're a 21 year old head coach and you have an 18 year old coming in, um, to try out, I mean, they obviously just became after college became really good friends. I mean, that right. was, you know, and so, um, so she's, she's just anyway, so that, and then Col- Colton's, um, coach, um, for, for seventh grade h- school coach, he played for Pat head summit on as the practice team. And so he coached and coach Singleton, both coached very similarly to what we read in this book, just like running, like I've never seen before in my entire mm-hmm. life. Um, kind of that team mentality of if somebody messes up, then everybody messes, you know, then everybody has to run. Um, all of that, and just um, quick correction. Uh, Pat Summit said that one of her kind of rules of the road was she would bench a player, she would quickly correct, and then she put them back in pretty fast to get Mm -hmm. their um, uh, confidence back. They don't get
1: too much in their head.
0: Right. And um, so I've seen that and both of those coaches that Colton has had. And then, so Kara Lawson, which is one of her most famous players, have you ever seen her on ESPN? Yes. Okay. Well, she was in my class when I was a graduate assistant. So I taught her um computer applications. And um she was amazing. She was so kind and respectful and smart and hardworking. And I always was just shocked that, you know, it's like, I knew, I mean, I had watched like a lady falls game on the television the night before, and it was so late. And then my class started at eight thirty and or 8 AM or whatever time it was. And she was just there and like ready to go and alert. And I loved her so much. And so, um, and at the time I obviously had no idea how crazy successful she was going to be. So, um, so anyway, so I feel like when I was listening to this book, I kind of felt like I was like, "Oh, I know you. Oh, I know you," which is really surprising because I'm not really that deep into any kind of basketball. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting because clearly Pat Summit influence, if it has touched me, you know what I mean, like right then she is far, far, far reaching. And I think it's pretty, um, it's a very awesome. good testimony on who she is. So I think she's pretty, right. she's she's pretty impressive. So anyway. Um, okay. So what stood out in her child? So she kind of, for those that haven't read the book, she kind of broke the book up like childhood, um, school, her career, her personal life, and then obviously the Alzheimer's um, diagnosis. And that was kind of the through line of the whole thing is kind of her talking about like what she remembered and didn't remember and um that kind of thing so um as far as her childhood goes what kind of stuck out to you
1: I just didn't realize where women's basketball was when she was a child that like it wasn't really a thing and they could only run half the court and I didn't I just didn't I didn't like when I think about success and winning. I, I guess in my brain, I'm thinking like someone like Pat Summit, for example, she must've been like playing legit basketball since she was two, but that's not even the case. It wasn't even a thing. And, um, so that's kind of what stood out as like, um, she's a pioneer. Well, and also what stood out is her dad, because like when her dad realized there's I guess the brother was like, Hey, you have to let us go to practice cause we're good at this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then her dad, um, you know, becoming a champion for her when again, basketball was not even a thing. Um, and like basically standing up for her to be able to play and do things like just, it's insane. I mean, it just the, I mean, she literally, to me, she's like a Bill Gates in basketball. Like I agree. She, it mm-hmm. was like, the right time, the right timing. And she came in like she is an outlier. You know what I mean? Like, I thought of that
0: the whole time. I was like, "Now she is an outlier." Talk about right time, right place. Um, you know. But then though, you got to then add crazy work ethic.
1: Clearly, yeah, yeah, Um, and passion. Like she was obsessed.
0: Yes, completely obsessed. And she also was a visionary. And she wasn't like going to wait around for someone else to right. do something for her. Um, and I love like the relation. I mean, the, the whole this is not in her childhood, but it just proves her visionary. The the situation with UConn where they set up a where they would play each other every year, no matter what, basically to build the the program of women's right. basketball that's, you know, like, genius. I just think that it's genius and it wouldn't, I mean, and you think would that have even dawned on another person? Probably not. You know, I mean, if it hadn't been the lady balls or if it hadn't been UConn, it would probably, probably been some, two other teams. Right. And what would that have even you know meant? Um, I just think it's, it's, yeah, she it's, but all, but all of that, the passion and the, And the drive and all of that, I think, came out even even in her childhood. I loved how her dad really made her a problem solver. And, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: there was a story. Yes, figure it out.
0: Yes, there was a story where he, like, left her in the field with the hay baler. And she said, I don't know how to do this. And he was like, well, figure it out. And just turned around and left. (laughs) I was like, that's so great. You know, it's kind of like Haley and I have talked many times about um you know the her, her teaching skill of you know telling kids to f- literally figure it out like don't 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 read instructions on how to use an application like get in there make mistakes and then that's how you that's how you learn and i feel like we've lost that you know like i feel like people now yeah. just want to know how to do something and they want to be told how to do something and if they don't then they're just going to skip it like i i feel like hard work just comes along with our right now kind of media that we have. But um so I I don't know. I, th- those definitely those things definitely stood out to me too. Um and I had kind of forgotten also. My mom used to talk about half court basketball and stuff that I but I had kind of forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, isn't that insane? I was like yeah. I know and, and yeah. just the fact that she had to go again like whenever she said that whenever she was at UT like as a coach and she basically told coaches in Tennessee that like, I'm not going to recruit your high school kids because they haven't run a full court. Yeah. So I'm not, so either you're going to get on board with this or I'm not recruiting kids in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And how controversial it was at the time. And just imagine the amount of guts you would have to have as like, as a, in general, as a female head coach, like, I'm just like Pat. And then what I also loved about like her childhood and like her growing up is like that book I feel is very transparent about like, I guess I just thought she was like this perfect work ethic, which she had amazing work work ethic, but she was also like a speed demon and like a drinker and like not like a crazy yes. drinker, but she had like she was a person. She was a human.
0: Yeah. And she had things that she liked, which the speed, the, the fast cars cracked me up too. And that popped up, that popped up a couple more times in her life. and It's so funny to me. I mean, and granted, I never met coach summit, but that just really surprised. I don't know. That surprised me for some reason. I'm with you. It's like, you see people in that kind of position and you kind of think oh they're perfect that there's no way anybody could work hard like that because every that yeah they're she wasn't perfect but anyway um so what about her um career like when she did move on to Tennessee like was there anything that stood out of her um career obviously we've already kind of talked about her recruiting people Mm -hmm. um just you know due to I mean, how she kind of like helped move that along in her career of having a full court basketball um, court. Um, I think that it was interesting how she got the head coaching job because the head coach of Tennessee was taking a sabbatical um, and or hiatus or whatever they said, a break. Um. So I thought that was super interesting and how she still just was like, "Okay, I can do it. Like, I'm 21. I'm going to I'm going to take over this basketball program, which at the time was not very good. I mean, that wasn't even a coveted position. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
1: nobody. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, to me, the thing that stood out the most about her career is, again, just like. And there she talks about how she was, how she wished she could just have, you know, 6,000 people in a crowd to watch, like in the Stokely or alumni gym or whatever. And they would have 50 maybe. And then you fast forward to like the Yukon rivalry and they had like, what'd she say? 60,000 or something. something Or maybe it was 20. I don't know. 25,000 people in the arena. It it was, yeah, full. And, Mm -hmm. um... I mean, what, a! I mean, like her career is literally like, we started from zero Mm -hmm. and we made women's basketball.
0: Yeah. She literally made women's basketball.
1: Yes. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's just, it's insane. I can't, I every, I'm just like, what, I mean, and that's just 30 years. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm so much like, okay, I want this now. Like I want to get there now. I want to do this now, but it needed 30 years or whatever mm-hmm. to even just be born. So yeah, yeah,
0: it's insane. Yeah, it is. I mean, she's, yeah, just that, just that hard, just that hard work. And then I, one of the, one of the quotes that stood out to me was um, when she started speaking to other women's basketball coaches and a guy asked if she had any advice on how to coach women. And at her response was, don't worry about coaching women, just go and coach basketball. And yes, I, I was, and so I think that is she just, she knew what women could do. She knew that women could work hard because she worked hard. She knew that they could be just as, you know, um notable, and the sport could be just as a as important as as men's sports. And I, it's just like a faith that I like a faith and a vision and a passion that is so outside the box at the time. And so mm-hmm. she obviously she obviously um was not scared to live outside that box. so anyway, um, so in her personal life, so she got she got married um did that surprise you okay so obviously spoiler alert she got divorced i don't know if y'all follow her or not but they were married for how many years like 20 20 or something um and then got divorced did it surprise you like do you think that she held back and didn't tell us more information or you know what i mean like in the i don't know i i feel like she was just like he basically said deuces you were too much and I'm out and I'm like surely surely well, there's well, he more cheated well yeah but I mean I'm just saying but I feel like he cheated because he was that was his excuse I mean obviously he but I guess what surprised me was he literally was just like deuces I'm out like I feel like he never like sh- Tyler stayed with her and
1: I don't know. I just thought it was, yeah, I think it's weird, but yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I thought that part was weird, but then I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't figure out how much actually he was like gone. Yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't really it matter. Kind of Like not really in depth. And I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, um, and she made this clear, but she was, mar- she was married to basketball.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why she was so hesitant and, to even marry him to begin right. with.
1: Exactly. So I think also it's a part of her story, it's like, yeah, that was just another hurdle within what I was actually passionate about and like giving my soul to is, yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of like, plus that, I mean, no shade on RB, but I feel like you deserve a footnote in her book, honestly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Summit, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, but, and I like, he was like, obviously a huge piece and support in her life. But then, you know, when it ended, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: we oh, go. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, bye,
1: right. Felicia.
0: Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I, and obviously it was a big deal. I mean, she
1: clearly was very upset yeah. about it. But anyway. Right. Um.
0: And then, um. How do you think? Her... Also, I didn't
1: know about all of her miscarriages.
0: Oh, I didn't either. No, I didn't, I didn't... know
1: that. I had no idea. I didn't know. Th- I mean, that's insane. Like four before Tyler, and then two after him.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, Like I can't imagine how do you, I mean, obviously she was involved in like something that was like bigger than her and the basketball and, in like her players and building the program. So I'm sure that kept her going, but I don't know how, I mean, that just seems like.
0: Devastating. Yes. And especially since coming from a family with so many children and yes. her there, that was what she and RB had discussed. That was the kind of their plan and having. Mm-hmm lots of kids. And I know she so badly wanted a daughter. Um, but, and it does just go back to she, yes, she built a program and she built women's basketball, but she still was very human. I mean, she, you know, she was very, yeah, she was very human. Well, I mean, and yeah, it's, it's, and, and that just shows you too, like, wow. I mean, talk about adversity. I mean never mm-hmm. mind, you know, it's kind of like let's take her out of all of that. Let's take her out of building a program. Let's take her out of you know being a pioneer in women's sports. Like if that was just happening to me. You know, if I'd had four <laughs> miscarriages and then two after my ba- I mean and I'm yeah. doing Nothing. I, I just think that she just obviously had a really strong, she was just had a lot of perseverance. Let's put it that way. So, yeah.
1: Also, something that just popped in my brain is just thinking back about like her childhood to like to her career and personal life is whenever she went to college and she grew up being called Trisha. Yes. To college and people are calling her Pat. Pat. She's so soft spoken. And feels so like a fish out of water, she doesn't correct anyone. Yeah. How do you go from that to being like one of the most all-time, like the pioneer of women's basketball, period? Like it's just insane to me that it you is. go from you can't correct people about your name to this. Right. Like,
0: well, because yeah, because she obviously was um driven but she mm-hmm. wasn't aggressive yeah, clearly. I mean, which is super, which is a great combination because then you're likable, you know, I mean, like if you're, if you're coming in and demanding stuff like right off the top, you know, she says that everybody, I mean, it's obviously a cliche or a quote or whatever out there that uh, rules outside a relationship, equal rebellion. And she oh, she, oh my
1: gosh, that quote. Have
0: you That's never heard one. that oh, before?
1: I- no, that's oh. the one quote I wrote down and I was like, if we could please plaster this literally, oh, yeah. all over every school, if every, and I don't even just mean like kids to teachers. I mean, administrators to teachers. Yeah. I mean, downtown to teachers mm-hmm. to admin anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's definitely, I've, um, that's a, that's a big parenting tool. I mean, rules um without
1: in my heart but that quote I was like I this quote is like I mean I know that because that's how I you know taught or whatever but right 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 that quote I was like why have I not yeah yeah Yeah,
0: it's um but um and so I just I think that's just proof of that like she didn't have to come in and start she was
1: afraid she it wasn't even she when she went to mm -hmm. college she was so timid and afraid of like I don't, I know I don't belong here. I don't sound like these people. Mm-hmm. I'm like a backwoods country girl. I don't even know like how to dress.
0: Mm-hmm. My mom being, made all
1: my clothes. Yeah. So from being just this like afraid person to somebody who, you know, ends yeah. up pretty impressive. Changing The world is insane. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: And I, I think that that was kind of the through line too, on how she approached her, the Alzheimer's dementia diagnosis as well. Um, so, um, do you think that, I don't know. I mean, what, like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on how, like, she, you know, she was diagnosed and do you think that she should have <clears throat> coached longer? Do you think that, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think that she's, sh- like you know what I mean do you think she stepped out when she was supposed to do you think she felt good about that
1: I mean I don't I I don't I mean to me even when I think about it it's just sad like um I yeah I don't know I think that she I'm not sure I don't it's hard to say what like someone else should or shouldn't have done like and I think that um I don't know. I just think it's sad. I didn't realize how big of a role that her son played and like the caretaking piece of it.
0: Right. I didn't either. Um, I mean, I mean, everything in this memoir, at least everything was Tyler and I did this and Tyler and I right, did that right. and Tyler did the research and he kind of was the one that came in and said, okay, let's, you know, you can't right hide from this. Like this is actually happening. And I, I, again, it kind of goes back to what you said at the very beginning. I mean, she's still a human. And so, and I think that bless her heart, no one saw her that way. And so I think when you come in and you're like, Hey, I have Alzheimer's. I think people are like, yeah, but you're fine. You'll fight it. It's like, no, you can't. And when she said, and when she said, on her way back from her diagnosis appointment. And she said, well, at least it's not cancer. I was like, literally my heart just broke. Cause I thought, I guess then, you know, 20 or, you know, 15, 16 years ago, whenever the diagnosis right. was, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, cause there's a lot, I mean, obviously I don't want Alzheimer's. I don't want cancer. I don't, right. I want to have a healthy body, but at least with cancer, you can like fight it. You know, I mean, you can like, but I mean, with dementia and Alzheimer's, I mean, that's unfortunately our science hasn't gotten there to where there's much you can do. And it just broke my heart. I mean, I just was so so. sad. It is so sad, but she said that, I don't even know if I can say this without crying, but it was, it was at the end of the book. And she said that. God doesn't take things away to be cruel. He takes things away to make room for other things. He takes things away to lighten us. He takes things away so we can fly. And I was like, how long did it take her to get to that Mm -hmm. attitude? You know, I just, she just was such a light. And, you know, even though she did struggle with like, coming to terms with it. Cause who wouldn't, I mean, my gosh, I mean, she's the, like she said, she was like, I'm a whim. I am a champion. I right. built this program. Like I don't have dementia. Are you kidding me? I mean, and so, um, and, but she could have retreated. She could have, you know, been like, I'm completely out. And she didn't, I mean, she stayed in, right. she worked out with her team, even after she stepped away and gave the reins to Holly, her assistant coach. I mean, and she stayed in the game for as long as she could. And I just was like, she's just such a testimony of, you know, somebody that doesn't give up, you know, even, even right. when like your literal brain is shutting down,
1: you know? So right. yeah, I know it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, she's- it's sad to think that she was like, this deterioration was happening and she's like still so with it or whatever. And then like that story about how she left her car running and the door open to like, yes. go and someone was like, Oh, um, your car like is um, <laughs> running and the doors open. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's just weird to think how your mind, how that was happening. And you just are not even aware to know that.
0: It's like crazy.
1: There is a problem, you know
0: yeah. what I mean? Um, in between the chapters, you know, when she would have those like um little blurbs of discussion mm-hmm. with like I guess her doctor, whoever asking her the questions. Yeah. Um, and they and she said it was kind of towards the end, and she said that she was being she was anxious in her house because she felt like she was feeling sensing some someone was there. Yeah. like in her house I was like Oh my gosh that is so crazy that know. your brain does that I mean it just yeah. if anything I'm like I just I don't know it's nuts I'll, i that whole that holds disease I mean talk about somebody need i mean you know we need to throw some money at that I mean the mm-hmm that Alzheimer's research, that's, that's, that's scary stuff. So,
1: um,
0: okay. So we've talked about some of our favorite quotes. Did you have any others that you wrote down or,
1: I mean, that was my main one. I I vividly remember being in a training where a new principal came into the building and, um, it was like a leadership meeting and, um, like she had big shoes to fill whatever. And her number one concern was dress code. And I just remember thinking like, I can't, I don't belong here anymore. Like, because I am not, I am not able to support an administrator whose biggest problem is dress code. Like I just, I can't do it. No. And that was honestly my final straw, because if you're Hilda Dion is dress code, wow. then you don't actually care about the people in the building. No. Like you are an enforcer and you are here to make the system work. It has nothing to do with people. And so that quote, I was just like, like, if you are like, there is no sense to that rule there. I mean, you are going to now be telling teachers to walk around with like a credit card to see how thick people's straps are and our shoulders showing. We don't have the luxury of that being a problem. Right, 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 right. And by you doing those things, you are making it impossible for students and teachers and teachers, administrators to have relationships, which is what makes the world move. And so I just was like, um, that quote to me was like, this is why I left. This is the exact because reason.
0: There were, like, there were, there was no relationship. It was just rules.
1: Well, yeah. And we are hiring people in leadership who are incapable of or don't want to have relationship because it's much harder to have relationships with people than like if you have a building of 3000 kiddos or 2000 kiddos it's way easier to be a rule enforcer than have relationships
0: oh yeah period. yeah
1: and but we're not comfortable with the consequence of making the decision that if we actually cared about relationships with teachers or kiddos we would have a way different outcome
0: i 100% so anyways, agree i mean i yeah. 100% agree i mean you could you could stretch that into community you can stretch that into everything homes. yeah 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 i mean into yeah, business. I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, it yeah, and she obviously was she was perfect at that. one another quote that went along with that was, They don't care how much you know unless mm-hmm. they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And um, that is uh super true. I feel like uh, part of me thinks, I wonder if her childhood, was so with her dad was so based on rules because Chris always says that he really feels like you are, you either, you either behave, you, you, you obviously behave by example. Like that's how we live. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and bit growing up and you're either going to duplicate the behavior. And so you've seen example, or you're going to have seen it and, you know, God willing, seeing the bad part of it and literally go the other way. And so sometimes I think, or not sometimes, I was reading that thinking, is that what Pat Summit did? Did she see that her dad did not have any kind of, I mean, she couldn't even tell him that she loved him and he couldn't even tell her that he loved her. Like they had no, Um. and so, you know, none of that kind of openness. I understand it's, you know, whatever you could say, it's a sign of the times or blah, blah, blah. But I mean, when you know better, you do better. So I think, do you think that drove some of that with her? I mean, do you think that she did see, oh, I didn't have much of a relationship with my dad and that's not a good place? Well, to be? I don't,
1: I guess I look at it differently. Like my dad is a piece of crap. Okay. And my dad will bend over backwards to say that he loves me.
0: Well, but that doesn't mean a relationship though. Yeah. But
1: what I'm saying is her dad did have a relationship with her. Her dad did support her. Her dad just wasn't in a place to say that he loved her. Now she did make adjustments against that, but she always had a dad supporting her period. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I, I, to say that her dad wasn't like present or they had a, like, I think they had a great relationship. I just think. Yeah, it was lacking in, like, emotional well, affection. Well, I was going to say, you well, I, mean? I
0: yeah, I mean, I think it was lacking in emotional affection, obviously. But I also think that, I mean, you know, just hearing how she described him coming into the room, everyone silenced and waited. That's not,
1: that's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, But she was that way, too, though. Like, as a coach, you know what I mean? She kind of had that. Yeah.
0: Did she, I don't know. They called her, I guess, cause they called her mama, mama Pat. That's
1: hilarious. Well, And that's like, then that one girl making fun of her, like if you were to get a tattoo or whatever, what should you get? And they were like, you should get a heart because they're making fun of her. Like, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So, but, but that's it's <laughs> similar to her dad. Like she was so harsh. However, it wasn't personal. It was, I'm ex I have this expectation. expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like that expectation is just like her dad figure it out. Just like her as a coach,
0: figure it out. I know
1: you're better than what you're producing. So, but but I do
0: think that actually led me to that other quote that I really loved, or that when she was talking about that, she was having with one of her assistant coaches and the assistant coach said, you know, how much better do you think these girls are going to get at this point?
1: You know, like
0: they're trying hard to please you, working really hard what better can they possibly do I just wonder if you've Mm -hmm. ever thought about that and I just I love how she surrounded herself with people that kind of spoke kind of that truth because because I'm pretty critical um unfortunately talk about being vulnerable I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty critical person like I have to be really careful with my kids when when like with things they're working on or whatever like I kind of Mm -hmm. have an a a bad way of telling them, you know, being critical about stuff. And right. so that really resonated, like how much better, they're, you know, they're trying everything they can to please right. you. Like you can't, they're not robots. I mean, they're humans. And so, um, so I guess she, she struggled like that with that, like her dad did. I mean, she mm-hmm. just did. Um, right. Yeah. But, um. Apparently, I was told my friend Mindy, she read her one of her other books that was more yeah. just kind of about her childhood. She said that this book doesn't go into it like her childhood actually was really terrible. Like this is kind of a shinier look on it. Uh, yeah. And so I think that I had that in the back of my head. you know, head, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But anyway,
1: yeah, that makes um, OK, sense.
0: so overall rating, what do you think?
1: Um, I give it a 10 out of 10, 10 basketballs,
0: 10 basketballs. I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. So go read it guys. Let us know what you think. If you did read it. Um, if you, you know, anyway, just give us some feedback. We would like to hear it. Um, okay. So next book, what do we got?
1: Um, our next book is what happened to you? By Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah as an Oprah Winfrey. As in Oprah Winfrey. And I know um, this comes recommended to us by our in-house, <laughs> our in-house person, Mandy. <laughs> um, so
0: I will recommend this to listen to it. Um, if you're going to listen to it, listen to it. Um, so some of our listeners might be like Oprah, whatever she, I don't because I don't align with everything that Oprah says. Um, I think she can get a little I don't know, like you know. I mean, I'm not like an Oprah disciple or anything, um, but uh, Bruce Perry, the guy she writes it with, is a genius, and I really liked him. And so it's her reading it and him reading it, and there's clips from the Oprah show, so it feels podcasty, you know, like okay, where you you get cool. in, yeah. So it's right. um, it's really good. So anyway,
1: but um, every time we say Bruce, all I can think of is Bruce Pearl. Oh stop! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this guy's nice. name is Bruce Perry, so it's like a yeah. BP Bruce Pearl. Anyways,
0: that makes me sick to my stomach. Don't be well, sick to your stomach. Ah, uh, talk about talk about a blemish on Tennessee basketball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I have so many. Um, stories that I probably shouldn't tell that I know about Bruce Pearl so that oh. yeah bad Blah. Blah. anyway um oh okay gosh. so all right let's finish up
1: what you gonna finish with sister um so I broke down and I went to Lulu <laughs> <laughs> you did it out of necessity and then you're tell you why Yeah, because I was going, I was out and about, and I was getting a sports massage at Carter Sports because my back was jacked. Okay. And I forgot to bring, like, normally you wear like workout clothes, like a sports bra and like workout pants. And I forgot to bring them. And I was like, you know what? I'm over here by Lululemon. I'm going in. You're going to hit it up. And I went hard. Okay. (laughs) You hit it hard. I love it. But they had like, In my size, the sale rack was like two sports bras, half off, two pairs of pants, half off. Awesome.
0: Boom.
1: And they were like, how did this happen? I was like, I don't know. I'm not asking questions. Just put this in my bag. So you need
0: to know the next time you go, you need to show them your body pump or your body, whatever, all of your certifications and you get your lead in sweat discount. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk about that all. Yeah. 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 It's called, they call it their sweat collective. So if you're an instructor, you get a little bit of money, you know, like a little discount on the side. So anyway, Oh, Oh, oh. (laughs) the old bank account doesn't need that. Um, All right. So my finisher is another podcast. It's by Wondery. If you've ever listened to Wondery podcasts, typically they are on point. It's called Suspect.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's a, it's a, you know, it's true crime, of course, because I'm, you know, that very basic, you know, pumpkin spice latte girl or whatever that likes true pri- true pri- crime mm-hmm. podcast. Um, actually, I don't like a pumpkin spice latte, but anyway, um, it's called Suspect. I do.
1: I love them. Do you really? But I have to limit them.
0: I I used to. Now I can't do them anymore. They're too sweet. If I can. Oh my gosh. Go to K-Brew.
1: Okay. a pumpkin spice latte from K-Brew because their pumpkin is like not a flavor. Oh, It is like pumpkin. Pumpkin.
0: Okay. Then I would probably like it. I'm telling you. It's so good. Okay. I'm down. I will. I will do that. I will go. Um, That should have been my
1: finisher. Anyway, sorry. That's
0: okay. Um, well, it's good though that you brought lululemon to to light because people haven't probably heard of it. So you're just giving <laughs> them You're
1: talking about your basic my th- these are my uh finishers. lululemon <laughs> get AirPods, um and spice latte. <laughs> oh Go man. Target, you won't regret it. There's this place <laughs> called Target. <laughs> There's like a red circle and it's like a target, like a, like a, you know, you should try it sometime. They <laughs> got
0: red buggies. Um, but anyway, suspect it's a podcast by Wondery and it's a true crime about a girl that was murdered, of course, in C at a apartment complex in Seattle. And, um, I haven't finished it yet cause they're still releasing, but I think we have the wrong guy. I think we do. Oh. So anyway, um, so yeah, if you're into true crime podcast, listen to. Does it keep you up at
1: night? No,
0: no, 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 no,
1: I no. i have just gotten too sensitive in my ears. Like Yellowstone keeps me up. I'm
0: like thinking about freaking Yellowstone. No, like- no, those those kinds of now television stuff. That will will I have to have like a palate cleanser? Um, you okay. know, but like a pot, and I don't listen to stuff like that at night. Like I listen to it while I walk my dog and do my laundry, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. No, I don't, that, okay. I don't do that, anyway. All right, guys, um, um yeah. read it. Uh, get your What Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. And have an amazing weekend. And we yes. will see you. That is all for
1: Jones of